0: Welcome back to Straight to DVD.
1: Hello and welcome to Straight to DVD Podcast. Today we've got a special episode about everything, everywhere, all at once. Featuring four guys who like to talk about movies.
0: I'm one of your hosts. Give a big round of applause (laughs) for Irish D. That was amazing. That was amazing that was that, that was, was amazing that was spectacular we probably we should
2: probably end it there yeah
0: it yeah, was yeah. A great episode. episode where I guys hourly where, rate is a... where can you be found what are your handles
1: <laughs> <laughs> well let the vo the vo master go first oh thanks yeah. uh hello my name is sean sean welsh brown uh you can find me at on twitter and instagram at sean welsh brown i'm a software developer and voiceover artist and occasionally a guy who talks about uh movies and video games and all that cool stuff so that's me
0: Fantastic. Our, our resident Twitcher, banana. Twitcher. <laughs>
1: <Okay>. <laughs> Dude, you play video
2: games? That's really cool. So do I. <laughs> on twitch.tv slash nobananasuits. Come hang out and check it out. Uh, just like this VO, Sean, I am also Sean. As we mentioned, No banana suits on Twitch. Uh, streamer. Um, also a software developer. Hey. Um, come hang out with me there. over on the Twitch. Um, where hopefully we'll do a live episode one day. It'll be fun. Yeah. Um, and yeah, thanks for having me back.
0: Fantastic.
2: Why are
3: we doing plugs on the front end?
0: Well, it I want to it, do the it, sexy uh, voice like Sean. It, it, it started out as. <laughs> oh, boy, that didn't work. <laughs> <laughs> it started out as a. Wait, uh, try
2: it again. Try it again. Give it a real yeah.
3: shot. <clears throat> <laughs> <laughs> I want to do the sexy voice like Sean. <laughs>
0: Still, still not working. maybe
2: maybe after the show he will give you some some tips
0: it it started yes. out as, as a joke like that was great the episode's over so i was like great what are your handles and then you guys actually <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry. oh <laughs> but that's that's totally fine now we don't have to do it at the end
1: I no we'll do it at, the end. Totally at the end okay so I great just, I, I got excited to no see. that's
0: that's totally fine uh i'm of course mike raf hello like on the mic am i right My
3: sexy thing wasn't as good as Sean's, huh?
0: It was alright. I
3: thought it was very sexy. (laughs)
0: It's fucking hot. In in another universe, it's better than Sean's. Oh, Oh, dude. dude. You brought it back. Dude. Dude. Multiverse this guy. A lot of those going on. Um, We today are, of course, talking as Mr. Irish T, Sean Welsh said. We're discussing everything, everywhere... All at Once, the Phenomenon film that came out this year, directed by the two Daniels, who also did Swiss Army Man, which I haven't seen. Uh, In fact, this is their first movie I've seen, and everybody was trying to get me to watch it, much to my chagrin, hearing about a a multiverse movie. I was just like, I can't, I can't do it. Uh, I watched it today, literally a few hours ago, and now here we are talking about it.
1: Was that the hesitancy? It was because of the the multiverse tie-in.
0: Uh, it's two. It was two things. It was like, oh, it's a multiverse movie. I don't care. Uh, and B, everybody. And uh, liked my friends
2: it. enjoyed it, so I had to. I I couldn't enjoy it well.
0: <laughs> Precisely, everyone that I know uh, liked it, so I have to make sure that I don't watch it in case I like it or don't like it. <laughs>
1: That's perfectly fair. You have to have just the right level of hot take. Like You have to be either fully against it or you just got to be like, you can't just agree. It's like you got to wait to watch it or you got to be against it or something. There's got to be a, a, uh-huh. yeah. something, like, something fun. Was that
2: actually your second reason? What were you actually
0: going to say? No, that really was my second reason. <laughs> <laughs> um, So I watched it today. Cool. Thanks. <laughs> and uh, And I wept uncontrollably
1: yeah it really hits Uh, hard it's it just it builds and builds and builds and builds and never really stops building even at the very end like there's just it's it's an overwhelming film i truly think the name was an apt description
2: yeah you you started the movie early today right you were like uh what was like a 9 a.m viewing filming
0: i i started watching it uh at about one o'clock
2: oh okay i thought for a second you cried before noon
0: no, I cried before noon, but it was for other reasons. <laughs> I cry
3: before most noons.
0: Yeah. <laughs> that's that's why I do it
3: eleven fifty nine.
0: Um. Anyways, yeah. So that was my <laughs> from like one p.m. till three p.m. I was just like inconsolable, alone <laughs> in my living room.
3: You were you were taken for uh, for a bit of a ride. I yeah. was. I was Daniel
0: ex- for a ride. I was not expecting that to be my afternoon.
3: Hmm. Some uh, of those updates were fantastic.
0: Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, I
3: oh
2: yeah, we have to read. Like, we have to okay. read
0: that text. When, <laughs> oh, when, you Bible final, Bible. when you give your final.
2: When uh, you give your final.
0: Okay, yeah, that will Your save final,
2: the your final snippet at the end. You got to okay. read that text. I'll, I'll,
0: I'll <laughs> save. I'll but save there's the more because
2: it kind of it kind of builds.
0: Oh, there's the one the, ones, sort of the ones I, there's... Sent, I sent to you. As well, well, let's
2: obviously. start with the first text. Well, why don't we? Every time we hit the next phase of the movie, we'll go back to the next. Oh, text. I see. Part one. Mm. <laughs> <laughs>
0: okay. Everything. Here's here's, Everything. here's the part one.
3: <laughs> the part one text I think was just something along the lines of uh, where is it? Even the the prelude was Wolf. that he was fighting,
2: watching the movie down to his last, down to the last ditch effort because he couldn't oh, find it on
3: the streamer. <laughs> fighting fighting to watch it. Once we start, okay, fine. The movie's good. Mm-hmm.
0: Go. <laughs> the first first battle was waging inside and outside. I said that 15 minutes into the movie. I knew what was what was happening. <laughs>
3: yeah. Uh, that's should we talk part? about the movie?
0: Yeah, it's <laughs> yeah, probably that's a good,
3: good idea.
0: idea. You could. Um so, it is, of course, directed, as we said, by the two Daniels, who also did Swiss Army Man. Damn, uh, Daniel. Damn, Daniel. Uh, it's featuring Michelle Yeoh uh, of fucking Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, Shang-Chi, and The Legend of the Ten Things. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and like every other uh, kung fu martial art movie you've ever seen. Uh, mm-hmm. Ki Hoy Kwan. Fucking short round from Indiana Jones. <laughs>
1: Incredible performance.
0: Uh... Stephanie Su, also from uh, Shang Chi and the Legend of the Ten Things, and Jamie Lee Curtis.
2: <laughs> Wait, who was who was she in Shang Chi?
0: Uh, I think she was the best fr- the one of the friends at the bar. I think.
2: Oh, I think the that was friend. that was the yeah. daughter in this movie. Yeah. Holy shit! I didn't even realize that. Wow. Yeah. There you go. Some Crazy. That's fucking wild.
0: Yeah. Um so like the cast is cool. That's that's dope. Um and then there's like you know Um
3: wait quick quick um Yes. This has probably been discussed and is is widely known, but uh I forgot the name of the 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 actor who plays Wayman in this who's also short-round from Indiana Jones and um what's his face from the Goonies, but he he stopped acting after that because he had, like, terrible experiences with, um, with racism in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. And he experienced that as a child and just decided to, to call it quits. Like, he didn't want anything to do with any of the bullshit. And then, you know, 20, 30 years later, the Daniels come around and they're like, Hey, dude, we have a cool role for you where you get to actually play a fully realized, you know, character. Mm-hmm. Um, And this is, like, his big return to the big screen. And Wayman is, to me, one of the best movie characters of, like, like the 21st century. He's mm-hmm. absolutely incredible. Um, I, I love everything me. everything about him. Everywhere. All at
2: once. <laughs> in, another, in another multiverse, he was, uh, he was on a TV show after Indiana Jones where an ape killed...
3: The entire. Oh my God! <laughs> oh my. God. <laughs> I mean, that character does have does have yeah, shades of, of this of this actor, yeah. um,
2: or like, at least some ways. It, when when you said he experienced that as a child, my head immediately went yeah. to um, Stephen was Stephen Young's Stephen character Youngman. on uh, yeah on and Nope.
0: So I think the best way before we really get into the thick of it, anyone who hasn't seen it and is listening, I think the best way to describe this film. Is sort of the, you're weird... the only
3: person who, up to this point, hadn't seen it. <laughs> <laughs> well, you've seen it most recently. So, so there's if, if, if
0: there's a version of me in the multiverse listening to this episode um, that hasn't seen it, uh, the film is probably, like, uh, what to even describe it as? It's, like, a weird mashup of, like, Rick and Morty, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, Minari, and, like, the MCU, I guess. Mm-hmm. And if that sounds ridiculous, it's because it is. It certainly Uh, is. And that's kind of the the whole point. Mm -hmm. Um, I feel like, and I don't think the film's too subtle about this, it really utilizes the absurdity of the premise as just a very simple allegory for just life itself. Sure, this is a visual representation of the chaos going on around us, but like the overall thesis of the film... Um, Like, life is chaos, and things happen to us, and we don't know why, and we can't make sense of them. But it doesn't matter, because what's fucking important is what you deem to be important, and it's the people around you. And that's pretty much just it. Um, Mm -hmm. And that is reflected in multiple martial arts scenes involving dildos uh, and butt plugs.
1: Hell yeah. It's true. Yeah, dude. there, There are, in fact, two scenes... Involving dildos, different dildos. Oh no, there was one scene with dildos. The other one was with butt plugs.
0: Mm-hmm. Am I correct? Yes, yes. Uh, one of the butt plugs is, and I noticed this early on. It's Jamie Lee Curtis's character. She's uh, the auditor. Mm-hmm.
2: Um, auditor of the Year trophy.
0: Yes, it's all of her trophy. They, they're uh, just butt plugs. <laughs> yeah, they're just shaped <laughs> like fucking butt plugs.
3: When when that first shows up in like the first scene with her, I thought I didn't because I I didn't know these guys. I didn't know that they were like. Funny, like comedic directors yeah. um, so you see that and you're like oh that's funny that thing looks like a butt plug and then you don't think twice about it but then the joke f- comes full circle and there are so many jokes like that in this movie mm-hmm. where they set them up like a half hour before and you just don't see when the, the joke is like gonna come full circle and there are like a few other instances where they do that and it just hits so hard it's hysterical once it comes like all the way back around, pun it's, intended. It's Chekhov's butt plug. You know it's coming <laughs> back once it shows up. I mean,
2: it once it shows be... up again, you can't even see it anymore.
0: <laughs> well, it's just it's going like, to go off at some point. It's <laughs> it, that scene where the butt plug comes into play is like so well mm-hmm. crafted in how. Like, so, you know, the whole idea is like, in order to tap into the powers of an alternate universe's version of you, you have to do something absurd that doesn't make sense. Um, and yeah. so, one of the guys who's fighting uh, our protagonist, his thing that doesn't make sense, he has to put something in his ass.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that's, that's when funny. you were describing like one of, when you are describing like what the, the movie kind of reminded you of, the mashups, it's, The only thing I can think of is like one, it's it's it really is like such a unique thing. Like it's such a unique oh god, sorry. I had the wiki open. You know who produced this movie? The Russos. The Russo Brothers. Hey,
1: they get around.
3: right, I'm out.
0: I'm out. I hate it now.
1: It's a
2: ten, but it's produced by the Russo brothers. Holy shit. That's literally this movie. It's a four.
1: It's oh, it's, that's, that's a dropper it's a six dropper. wow, right good
2: there. for them. I had no idea actually I just saw their names and it just like totally threw me off. but what I was New saying is like coming soon dude clip that ship it, get the views let's go um <laughs> what I was saying is like it's really it's it's a very unique experience like I don't even know if I agree that it's like Rick and morty or or anything else like I think I walked away from that movie being like, wow, that was a really really unique uh experience in media that i just that i just witnessed um and i think one of the things that you're talking about such a creative um plot device like you just mentioned is just it's just the like it's just probability like so much of the movie is like based around probability in certain ways but most particularly in like how they will jump from um they'll inherit characteristics from different multiverses by making the most improbable decisions in real time. Mm. Um, But I just thought that was so interesting, and the use of like probability itself made it such a unique thing because it opened up endless opportunity for the most random shit to be happening at all times. And once you kind of get that, once they explain the whole... Oh, you have to do the improbable to make these things happen. It just opens up. It gives the Daniels the freedom to do literally whatever they wanted on screen at any time. Mm-hmm. And I think that is such a creative way to open up every, literally every single door everywhere all at once.
0: There, there is a scene where Michelle Yeoh and Jamie Lee Curtis have hot dogs for fingers and they're shoving their hot dog fingers in each other's mouths as ketchup and mustard shoots out of their mouths, and it's a heartwarming scene.
1: <laughs> that that side story with the hot dog fingers, because somewhere millions of years ago, our evolutionary tree split, and we got hot dog fingers, was un- unironically to me, like, one of the most touching moments of the movie, which I think is such an accomplishment, that, like, these absurd side stories that are a comedy, they're there for comedic value, you can still have, like, romance and like reality within absurd situations
3: the the shot the shot at the end of the movie of michelle Yeoh um wiping away jamie lee curtis's tears with her foot the fact (laughs) when they're playing the piano right when they're playing the piano with their feet the fact that it can be both like the silliest and most absurd thing you've ever seen on screen and also carries so much emotional weight and power at the exact same time is like something that no one else has ever done in the history of filmmaking. Like that is such an insanely difficult balance to hit, to have one single shot, do both of those things in the exact same moment where you're like confused as to like how you should be processing it. Like, should I be laughing hysterically or should I be crying uncontrollably? Oh, the answer is both. Like, the degree of difficulty that it takes to pull that off like can't be overstated, and I think yeah. for that like simple fact alone, like this movie needs to be celebrated
0: it's because the absurdity has a purpose like it first just starts out as a joke and it's hilarious initially, and then it's hilarious the second and third and fourth and fifth time you see the hot dog fingers, but the hot dog fingers have a purpose for the one fucking line that she says is oh, we may have fingers, hot dogs for fingers, but all that means is that we get really good with our feet. And it's like, that's lovely.
1: (laughs) I think this, how I felt watching this movie, what really made it stand out to me is something like I had never quite seen before. There's a lot of things that made it feel that way. But like, it was like, just, it never gives you a chance to even really stop and think about too much about what just happened before. It's like a relentless experience. It really is. Like, it's almost like, Emotional storytelling through just like siege warfare of like different vignettes, different multiverses, different jokes, different like, like one scene, it's you know, two rocks having a conversation with each other through subtitles on the screen, a beautiful moment of silence. And then the next scene, it's the hot dog fingers, then it's back to a kung fu fight with butt plugs. And it's like, it's literally like non stop. I remember like barely even being able to breathe in the theater because it was just like constant. And, and you might each say one that,
2: of those things is just like, Adding another brick mm-hmm. to like the emotional buildup. Like if you're just yeah yeah, and and they're they're like Raf said, like they're they're depicting these things in the most absurd way as possible, but achieving maximum emotional impact, which absolutely. is wild. Yeah, it's absolutely fucking wild. And I I actually I I saw a meme on Twitter a couple weeks after I saw the movie, which was um, someone posted the meme of like. <laughs> the people on the bus, you know what I'm talking about? And, like, one side's really gray out the window and the other side's, like, really bright and sunny. Yeah, yeah. And there was, like, the left was the daughter. And it said, like, like, with the gist, it was, like, oh, nothing matters. And then on the right side, it was the dad. And it was, like, nothing matters. (laughs) And he was, like, really embraced it. And um, I just think a lot of, like, the messaging that they go into is, like, these moments, like, they might not matter in like the micro right like hot dog mm-hmm. fingers like doesn't matter in the micro but when they show you like how that story a story like that is still being lived and experienced by those two people it does matter like that experience matters to them like yeah like or sorry it doesn't matter in the macro but in the micro it does matter right like it that experience very much so, is, so matters to those two people like the experiences that you're that you're living through those things like just because the macro like there's so much expansiveness to it um you can either get overwhelmed by it or you can like embrace it and just like enjoy every moment that you experience you, and that was like such a when that clicked for me like that that ended up being like the premise of the film for me
0: you took the words out of my mouth because that was going to be my next point that you are absolutely I went. right Nothing, nothing matters, that line, that is the whole movie. Um, it's the duality of that statement. Anyone who's ever dealt with depression or existential crises is in that rut because they feel like nothing they do matters. And nothing they do changes anything. So why should they bother? Where the truth is, the one thing that's crippling them is the thing that can give them hope nothing matters so everything is worth doing you don't need to be afraid because nothing matters it's beautiful
1: right yeah Yeah, yeah, exactly I, i don't know if it was the create the intentions of the creators in any way but this movie had that that kind of concept is like one of the core principles of like buddhism and a lot of like eastern thought of just like you know accepting things as they come being present and just embracing embracing change embracing that whatever happens happens And that resonated with me a lot, like seeing that, you know, represented in such a powerful way. I was just like, I don't know. I found it very positive. I walked out of like the theater feeling really good about things, even though there's ups and downs and, you know, there's some sad moments and some happy moments. It's like, I found it to have a very positive, positive message, but not in like an overly saccharine kind of way. You know, it wasn't like beating me over the head.
2: It's Mm -hmm. one of those movies where you leave it and you're like, I'm, my life, like I'm gonna change my whole <laughs> life. Like you yeah, leave yeah. that movie feeling so good. Like you, you literally leave that movie in a different state of mind. For
0: sure, I felt I like wrote, a different I, person. I, I wrote, wrote a tearful note to myself, post viewing. <laughs> oh, so as, as a constant <laughs> reminder about how to look at life. Yeah, that's yeah, nice. it's crazy. That's awesome.
1: Yeah, it had that. Um,
3: on me read cold. it right now. No,
0: <laughs> to, to, <laughs> to, to be not.
3: To be late to the. <laughs> To be late to the party and to add on to the point that you guys are getting at, but um, I think a big thing after the movie, or, like initially came out, was like the whole yin and yang of the everything bagel and the uh, the googly eyes, where yeah, they're complete opposites. The everything bagel is a black circle with a with a white center, and then oh. the googly eyes are the white I the white that. circle with the black center. And they exist as the yin and the yang, and they they represent the two different mindsets that um, that Jabuki slash Joy have, and then what Wayman brings to the table. And I think like instead of like nothing matters, I was more so reading it as like our actions don't have consequences in the macro. So like why should we care? Versus our actions don't have consequences in the macro. So we should appreciate. All of the moments that were given to not not matter in the, in the macro, um, which is yeah, just the two like central philosophies of those two characters, and obviously uh, Michelle Yeoh's character is like wavering back and forth between the, those two sort of mindsets throughout the movie.
0: I yeah. just love that uh, an everything bagel was the Deus Ex Machina. <laughs>
3: Or,
2: like, the, the ultimate antagonist. Yeah, right. Um, and, and a googly
3: eye. And everything bagel <laughs> yeah. and, a and a googly eye. eye. And a Yes. Very and it was oh my God. eye as well. That, that
2: scene where she... Well, I think it's, like, her putting... The, the, the scene where she stands up and, like, looks into the camera and takes the eye and puts it on her head. I just got chills <laughs> thinking about it. Like, that is such an iconic shot. Yeah. And I think that's, like, what you're saying, right? Like, the bagel and joy is the representation of letting nothing matters overwhelm you. It's the negativity view on it. And then the husband, um, Wayman, he's he's the positive side of looking at it. Positivity, like be positive, spread positivity, enjoy those moments. Like nothing matters, let's embrace that. And it's like the devil and the angel on her shoulder, right? She is like the uninfluenced, so... So caught up in her in her own micro, right, that like she can't even like think about anything beyond it, and she's kind of being constantly torn in both directions as to which side to embrace of the of the larger scale, and um, I think both the characters that she's surrounded by—her daughter and her husband—do such a good representation of those two sides, um, and ultimately, when she puts that eye on and decides, like, okay, I'm going to choose positivity. And they very clearly show you that because she starts whooping everybody's ass, but like (laughs) with, in like very positive ways, right? Like she's like, she mentally breaks these people down with like their deepest multiversal desire. Like everyone in the multiverse has like this core root of like what they want most, whether it's love, whether it's to be heard, to be hugged, to be like, you know. Be Whatever and
0: ball it, gag in your mouth, yeah. right? to ball gag in your mouth, course. and she starts
2: giving all these people their most wanted desires, like their multiversal core desire, and um, she's just incapacitating everybody with love. Mm. It was like the most beautiful climax to a film i have like ever experienced it's, it's <laughs> so good
0: it's a physical manifestation of wayland's character and you know mm-hmm. we're all talking right. about how much we we love that character he is mm-hmm. the heart of the film um in the sense that like it, it, it he has a line that really or a little mini monologue that actually kind of broke my heart where a multiversal version of him is, is telling her like you know you see me you see my weaknesses as, as being kind and being loving and not being strong or forceful enough. And he's like, those aren't weaknesses. That's how I fight. And yeah. it's just like, absolutely. Different. Oh, me
3: too. Oh, and, oh, I got choked up. Is One that when I he know. drops, uh, is that when he drops, I would love to spend a lifetime doing taxes and laundry with you. Laundry and Dude, just thinking oh, yes. about that line. I'm, I'm, like tearing up right now that is an insanely yeah it is an insanely beautiful beautiful line it's beautiful like
2: it really is um before i before i forget because it just clicked with me as we're talking about this micro versus macro and all these things i i actually struggled to understand the very very last shot where she's sitting in the irs in the irs meeting again or the next irs meeting and they kind of zoom in on her and you can hear that she's kind of hearing parts of the different multiverses like speaking to her
0: Mm -hmm. and i was like
2: i I wasn't sure what to make of it for for, until literally just now um because i thought like oh did she sacrifice like a little bit of herself to save everything else like it seemed a little that which seemed a little too literal for the movie um and i'm realizing now that There's, like, a duality between the two times you see her in these IRS meetings, right? The first time, she's so consumed by the micro. She's so consumed to be in the moment. She can't even, like, be bothered to, like, listen to her husband or this multiversal version of her husband telling her that they need help and blah, blah, blah. She just needs to focus on what's happening right fucking now in front of her. And now she's in this meeting. Fucking, she doesn't give a shit about Jamie Lee Curtis's taxes you know, whatever, she's literally listening into the macro, right? She's like, she's like, she's experienced this thing and she's, she's now fully embraced on, wow, there's like, so there's so much else out there, right? Like, I can, I can, I don't have to care. Like you said, Raph, there's no consequences to, to the macro, so it's why do we care? And she fully embraces that in the end. I think that's, that's literally hitting me right now. It's like, she's just fully tapped into the macro. She's fully embraced it. She's fully, throwing the consequences out the window. And, mm-hmm. and it's,
0: it's so great, the duality of those scenes too, and how she delivers that line at the end, because now she's aware of all the noise around her right. and she's accepting of it, but it doesn't cripple her. She recognizes right. it's there, and instead of being in fear or terrified that she wasn't listening, she simply says, I'm sorry, what were you saying? And just the way she delivers it is like, I'm sorry, I wasn't listening, but I am now. Right,
2: right. Yeah, yeah. good catch. Don't let either one crush you. Yes. Mm -hmm. Either side of it.
0: Um, Something
1: that I really liked about this movie, going back to Wayman, because we can't stop talking about him, but um, in general, I think this movie is a really phenomenal piece of just representation in a lot of ways. Obviously, there's like Asian American, Chinese American, all sorts of gender identity, queerness, like amazing film in so many regards, telling different stories. But something that really resonated for me in Wayman's character is the fact that he is not a physically imposing man. You know, he's a small guy. He has a high-pitched voice, and again, there's that line where he talks about kindness and how that's his weapon. And it's like, I don't know. There was something really nice about seeing like a heroic male character being someone like that. That was really refreshing to me because we're so we're in an era where so many of the heroes in Hollywood are just you know, they're they're huge, they're giant, they're bigger than life, like literally. And there's like kind of that heroicness that goes along with that. And it's like seeing an emotionally available man was really and
0: nice. It's represented so well in the film because the bad, a- the the universal badass version of him is literally called Alpha Wayland. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah, and she is in love with that version. She literally goes to kiss him right before he dies. And just as we are reprogrammed while watching the movie about our perceptions about what it means to be heroic, so too is our protagonist because she learns just how heroic her Wayland is in a different way. And she learns yeah. to love him by the end of it as a result of what we're watching, too. It's fantastic.
3: Yeah. You, you got to start watching movies with subtitles. It's Wayman. oh, Like Raymond with a W. Did I say Wayland. <laughs>
0: I thought it was no. Wayland. Wayland too.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but the Wayland Utonium from uh, Alien. Spe-
3: <laughs> speaking of speaking of subtitles, this is something that I would not have that I did not pick up on the first time I watched it, um, but was aided by the use of subtitles while watching it at home. Um, so when when Evelyn and Wayman are speaking Chinese to each other, they're speaking. Fuck, I'm going to mix it up, but I think they're speaking Cantonese to each other. And mm-hmm. then when they speak to the, f- the grandfather, Dong-dong. they're speaking Mandarin. Mm. Um, and then the daughter speaks like broken Chinese, like a mix of Mandarin and Cantonese to the grandfather. And then obviously speaks English to her parents, um, which is just like an amazing, cool little piece of representation that like none of us would know to pick up on because we're we're not of like Chinese backgrounds. Like I was in the theaters, I thought they were all speaking the same language like that, but that's just due to my ignorance. But if you're someone who's within that community, you probably picked up on the Mm. different ways that they're speaking to each other and sort of like how all that communication is getting lost within the family. And it just opens up like an entirely Mm. different reading of their family dynamic within each other, which is like another reason why, why, movies with representation like this are cool because it might leave us out but it it pulls in other people who otherwise wouldn't see that for sure and i think it's
2: like a it's like a really i think that goes into like how much attention to detail they put into these individual moments that are like i'm trying to like this is going to be this is a little hard for me to put into words but i guess like you know the movie has these really grounded um like not just like not crazy moments right like there's multiple times where they very they'll be realistic. jumping around the multiverse and all of a sudden they're dropped back into a, a, one of the multiverses just back at the laundry, right? And they have like um an actual conversation or, or a deep uh some kind of deep heart to heart. And I think it's like there's it's it's really amazing how they're able to tie in this like these like crazy moments with these parts of calmness, right? Where they kind of show you like there are these two multiversal fully multiversal aware versions of of um of Evelyn and um Joy at the um in the parking lot of the laundromat right and they fully choose to like go, almost like act out the play you know what i mean like they don't even like they're not ripping each other apart for a minute like um Evelyn is like fully apologizing to her daughter like they have this like big tearful moment where it's like they both know the multiverse exists, right? But they still are choosing to embrace this moment and like almost like relive it again. Um, because it's funny how like the directors are kind of saying like these experiences, these moments, like in real time, like they're 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 very real, right? They're very real to the people who are experiencing them. So like yes, like there's this crazy endless possibilities of of worlds out there, but showing us these moments of calm where these two people are choosing to, like, act them out, right? Like, they could just rip into multiverse mode and just start blasting away, but they're, like, embracing these moments all over again or for the first time or whatever mm-hmm. um, because those moments are still impactful to them. Those moments, like, in that moment, like, they still matter a lot
0: what yeah. what you're what you're describing is another beautiful aspect of it because we by the time that climax happens we've watched so much crazy shit on on screen <laughs> and then the climax is literally a mother and a daughter talking to each other in a laundromat parking lot yeah like yeah. like that set like that. finally being open to each other and it's preceded by this lovely little sentiment where it's like you know what to be a good mother i'm not going to stop you i'm going to take the dive with you Mm. um and it's just like it's just so fantastic i i it's i i don't know how the fuck they conceived of this entire thing and how they put it together because it just it it it, it's so uh, it has so much depth to it on so many levels and it's both fucking absurd and so human at the same time it's just amazing
1: Speaking of the the family and the grandfather Gong Gong, can we get a shout out to James Hong? Ninety three years old, the man continues to knock it wow. out of the park. Sharp he can't as he, he can't really can, stop. like his voice sounds the same as he did in
3: Mulan, like thirty years ago. It's insane. The guy. I, I think he has like like three to four hundred credits to his name.
1: Oh yeah, with like um, all
3: like the um, with according- all like the voice acting stuff that he's done over the years. According to Wikipedia, insane,
1: more than six hundred and fifty film and television <laughs> credits as of two thousand twenty
2: two. It's so funny. If you go on his film
1: if you go on his what, I, wiki, what I estimated. If you go on his filmography
2: wiki and like scroll like like you do like a bunch of scrolls, you're like you're like in
3: nineteen seventy four. It's not even <laughs> on his
1: main Wikipedia page. There's a separate link, a main
3: article for yeah, him in whole filmography. Page. Is he's he's the guy from the Seinfeld episode,
0: right? Yes. Signed for wow! Oh yeah, yeah.
3: Code, the Chinese restaurant Bruce. That's you don't like, a
0: reservation. You don't know how to keep a reservation. He had
3: like two. He had like two decades of career before that. Yeah, yeah first, first
1: role uncredited was in 1954.
0: That's insane. Holy shit! Oh wait, he's which, gonna which be in. A... Uh...
2: That he's gonna be in Gremlins: Secret of Mogwai, the. Uh computer animated fantasy comedy in 2023 on HBO Max if it's not already canceled. Oh, that's lit.
1: <laughs> lit.
3: Night 90 Day Gremlin Fiance. <laughs> yeah, let's see. Um, oh, God. That just clicked.
1: Oh, wow. What
3: was it? Um, oh, uh, I think that kind of like ties into another really cool aspect of this movie is just like they the Daniels is like understanding and appreciation for sort of movie and media history as a whole um like a lot of the casting is is not done lightly like it all has very Mm -hmm. intense purposes um like we i I keep forgetting his name but the the guy who plays Wayman, Mm -hmm. we went over that michelle Yeoh is like a legend in hong kong and she was in crouching tiger hidden dragon which is like one of the most amazing movies of all time and they're like playing with a lot of, they're playing with a lot of the audience's like knowledge of her as that kind of a star coming in. Um, they're also playing like the scene with hot dog fingers is like a shout out to 2001 space odyssey, which is weird. I'm sure there are oh, like yeah. hundreds of other references that are littered throughout this movie. Like everything that they do is like a shout out to movie and pop culture um just in general um and not only american pop culture like it's bringing in that hong kong um cinema history as well which is like super cool and for anyone who's a fan of those kinds of movies it's cool to see an a24 american made movie that's giving a shout out to to that stuff as well
0: and dude raccoon cooey (laughs)
3: oh my god
2: is that what it was I
3: can't can't even bro that was when when she first brought it up and then they wait like 10 minutes and then they go to a multiverse where she's a hibachi chef and you just see the tail out of the dude's hat (laughs) I thought they weren't going to come back to the joke and I think I may have been the only one in a very crowded theater who like I cackled. I laughed out loud when I saw the tail. I was like ah, <laughs> um, and I didn't think that they were going to come to it. And the fact that Rakuguni
0: has an entire arc, a whole arc, and it's
3: again, it's emotional
1: as hell. It's a good one. It's a
0: good arc. She puts him on her shoulders.
1: Oh, it's beautiful. It's a beautiful thing.
2: It's. It's incredible. It's it's really fucking amazing. I did you see any of the behind the scenes stuff where like they should like they actually built like the raccoon like little animatronic control? That wasn't a real talking
0: ca- uh, raccoon.
2: <laughs> well, it it was at one point. Oh shit! Oh, shit. <laughs> damn, dude. <laughs> but um, it was damn really Daniel. cool. Damn, damn Daniels!
1: Daniels. Yeah, literally, damn Daniels!
2: Damn, those damn Daniels!
1: At it game. Dan- now I have to see Swiss Army Man, because I'm very curious how much of that kind of absurd, absurd yeah. magical realism and absurdity is kind of like in this. I, I,
3: think, f-
0: I think that, go for it. I was just going to say, I fear that after this will be, it might be a very fun I and feel flat. Oh, okay. I feel a little flat. I feel it will be very emotionally disappointing.
1: I feel like Daniel Radcliffe's Farting Corpse is, there's something to that that, this movie didn't have.
0: It's <laughs> got nothing the... on
2: uh, Willem Dafoe in the White House.
0: <laughs> we need more... F- uh, I, I, I was just going to say, I think... Film, dude. F- f- really f- F-I- FIF, the new uh, film, in
1: film New. That's the representation that I am personally looking for.
3: <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> People with IBS. Um... <laughs> no, gas. I think com. I... <laughs> <laughs> I think that movie is probably I assume from trailers and stuff that I've seen that their vibe is like very much so out there. Like they're they're making movies for for the weirdos and like people who are into sort of, you know, off the beaten path um kind of stuff like folks who aren't looking for just like summer blockbusters and and all that jazz, which you kind of find here like this movie I think on paper, this movie doesn't make a hundred million dollars. I don't think that when they went into it, they like thought that this would be a movie that would have mass appeal. Like, I think Mm. they were just going out to make whatever weird movie the two of them thought would be cool to make. But because they were able to incorporate like all of that emotion and, and humanity into it, like it ended up being a huge hit. And it's like, this movie is big amongst like, mass audiences and like casual movie fans in the ways that something with butt plug kung fu should not be like this Mm -hmm. is more popular than like all the marvel movies that came out this year Mm -hmm. probably than
0: than any marvel movie ever honestly
1: I think it's it really is a remarkable <laughs> achievement. You know, it's a movie that makes you that kind of forces you to think. To be frank, and I think that that's that's uh, remarkable to see more people talking about.
0: No cheating. How much do you think this movie cost to make? If you know, because you looked it up, don't say it. How much? it? Oh, I, make I, you cost I would do guess around.
1: I would, I would guess eighty million. Oh, fuck. that's a tough one. There, I know that they, I the the special effects were like surprisingly practical. I think I. Remember yeah, I was going to say they
2: didn't go. It's crazy how they managed to make this movie and nothing like really. Yeah. Well, anyway, think wow, about. I actually I mean, just looked it
3: up. The, That's crazy. Um, I, I'm gonna. I'm gonna guess it. I'm gonna guess it made a, a hundred off of twenty million. Um, but hundred point eight
2: off of twenty five. You fucking bum.
3: <laughs> hey, I
1: hadn't guessed yet. I was gonna guess twenty five million at hundred.
2: I, I had. to. I had to finish the bit right there. <laughs> <laughs> i dunked on him. <laughs> dunked on, dude.
0: It is crazy. This did dude, not. I'm was such like a, a moron. moron like a 25 million dollar movie it did not yeah
1: that's it's all. it's amazing that like the the visuals and stuff there's there's a bunch of like you said behind the scenes stuff and making of featurettes that I've been meaning to watch because like they they did so much with so little and i think that's also pretty incredible to see in an era of just cgi and explosions and crazy shit it's like seeing some practical that stuff on on a budget is actually
2: insane yeah, 100 million, million off 25 mm-hmm. and that's was that total
0: i wonder if that's like I mean it just made oh, six man. bucks today off of this rental right here. Oh there shit, you so
1: there's Amazon doesn't take there a there, cut, it's yeah. just straight to yeah. the Daniels pockets.
0: I'm gonna I have it rented for two more days. I'm gonna watch it again tomorrow night. Oh shit. Damn. You should. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it
2: was July thirty first, hundred milli. Damn, dude.
3: On the just sort of like like what they were able to make this movie for. Uh while re watching it, something that I kind of picked up on more was those sequences where it's like a hundred shots of different shots of her face in different multiverses yeah. um, in a span of like 20 seconds. Mm-hmm. Like just thinking about how long it would take to set up all of those shots, even as just single photos and then to edit them together at that, like, f- like speed and frame rate, um, like must've taken so much time, but like, that's how you make a an awesome looking movie for $20 million. Like another movie would just do, like, it would just have her in a, in front of a green screen and they would just do the backgrounds in post. She'd have the dots to, on her face. Yeah. The yeah. And it would look like shit. Yeah. But the fact that if that's I, a. Faggy would have like killed that. that shit, boy. <laughs> I saw Doctor Strange too. <laughs> he did not
1: oh yeah for people who saw doctor strange in the multiverse of oh yeah they came out in the the same month what do you think i didn't see doctor strange doctor strange is really it's actually funny
2: that it's funny how once in a while you get a movie where they just feel like polar opposites in terms of quality um (laughs) like this was so like s tier like I mean, when's the fucking Criterion version coming out? You know what I mean? Like, this is such a – this is just dropping the hat Hall of Famer. It's a keeper. Um, and Doctor Strange felt like the like the prime example of, like, how lazy Disney has gotten, <laughs> in, my, in my opinion. I think there's, like, 40 minutes where Raimi gets the real control and it's cool but like the that movie f- literally feels like a fake movie to me in like a lot of parts it feels like it just belongs straight on Disney Plus like it's straight to straight to DVD straight to DVD um, <laughs> and then you have this one coming out like in the same month and it's like what the fuck and how much better? did doctor strange cost to make let's look that up
3: oh yeah probably see. 200 million oh <laughs> and, and how me. much
0: and how much did it make probably like 800 million yeah um, I'll, I'll look it up. I'm, I'm it's it up it's here. funny
3: that this movie came out between inter, like to compare it to Marvel movies. That's um, 1 that
2: billion off between... 200 million. Jeez. No, 955 million off 200 million. God.
0: What a tragedy. Yeah. Absolute absolute uh, tragedy. Good lord. But whatever. So, let's let's just so appreciate this
3: movie for being for being awesome. What um, were you going to say? But this movie's like a weird It's like a weird hybrid of Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness and in a sense, Shang-Chi, like it's a love letter to, yeah. to Kung Fu movies. Um, and like for as much as I love all of the practical stunts and fight choreography in, in Shang-Chi, all of the choreography and stunt coordination in this movie blows that totally out of the water. Like the, the fanny pack scene, which is Amazing. probably like the fifth best fight in this movie When that first came on, when I was first watching, I was like, this is the most incredible thing I've seen on a big screen in like 10 years. Like this (laughs) fight is incredible Um, to think that those people were like – that they actually cared about how shot composition like affects the way that we watch a fight scene and like people on, on set who are choreographing different moves to look cool and they're working with the camera people and the editors and stuff. And it, it, it's all part of this bigger vision as opposed to just, like, eh, yeah, whatever. Like, they, they do some stuff and we'll take a bunch of master shots and, like, chop it together. It's it's funny, too, how they, how they kind of, um,
2: like, they expose you very slowly to the, the comedy, right? Like, that fight scene, he's beating the fucking shit out of everybody with a fanny pack. Like, it's fucking hilarious, right? But it's also amazing choreography and it's like how it starts with getting beaten by a fanny pack which is like kind of funny but you're more focused on the it's a little absurd right but it's not like too absurd and then how it just kind of slowly scales up and then fucking explodes Mm -hmm. they just do it so fucking
3: such a good pacing to it you're like oh you you think fanny someone getting yeeted by a fanny pack is is crazy wait till you see this dude get pulverized by dildos
2: (laughs) (laughs) i oh, think this dude learn Kung Fu by are... jumping
3: on a butt
1: plug. <laughs> I think the guy who <laughs> the got fact that the butt they plug blur out bed, his... I think the guy who took the butt Wait, what plug did they blur out was the, the head of like choreography for
3: the movie or something. Oh, oh yeah. I think he was. The bald,
0: the bald one? Yeah. Yeah, he's, yeah. He's, he's worked on a ton he's of stuff. He's awesome.
3: Tub. Wait, what did they, they blur out? They blur out his junk. They blur out his oh, junk. Oh, really? So
0: you can just see
3: the butt plug. Oh, just the butt plug. It's so funny. Well, that, that, the, the shot side of
0: him jumping over the desk. Yeah, dude. Oh my! It's like God. the
2: slow mo sumo fall.
0: The the dread of knowing what happens once that dildo's up his ass is like <laughs> holy shit. And then don't the they they show one? the pain
2: on his face, followed by the immediate like
0: ding. Yeah, <laughs> right, <that> little, <laughs>
2: you hear like the green light. <laughs> yeah.
0: And then like the the other the the uh, the trophy butt plug guy is like sliding towards her. And the dildo butt plug guy is flying over her. And it's this lovely slow-mo shot of her from below and up high <laughs> pulling both cocks out of their asses. <laughs> it's amazing. Well, guys. What I mean, am really,
1: I- it's just incredible.
0: Yeah, I don't know. How did they pitch this movie to anyone?
1: <laughs> I like to think that they didn't.
0: A24, just, they just man. made it on their own. And they this just, is like,
2: exactly. Like, this is why I love A24. They, they just let people do it. they're not all fucking winners, but even the losers of A24 are better than most of the shit we get from other fucking studios. Seriously. It's just, I mean, that's what I love.
1: It's like, like you said, even if they're not like amazing, I know that I'm going to go and see. I mean, this is what a film bro take to have for me, but it's just like, I'm going to, I'm going to go and see. I'm like, it's
0: going to be a movie, man.
1: But like it is, it's going to be.
0: You're going to see something you've never fun. seen before, probably.
1: Yeah, for sure. Like,
0: <laughs> like you <laughs> didn't even,
2: you didn't fuck, you weren't overjoyed by X, right? But like, you still thought it was a very refreshing
1: horror movie. Exactly, I thought it was still really cool to see like a slasher film just like that. It's just kind of like a, a goofy slasher film being made in you know today. I was just like, well, yeah, this feels like one of the OGs. It's cool. It's fun to see.
3: I, I was I was starting to get scared that A24 was sort of falling into the trap of like the like keeping up the brand image of A24 of For being sure. this like the in the indie studio that's giving you like fresh weird movies and they were kind of getting I thought there's a period of time where they could have fallen into that trap but mm-hmm. seeing something like this where it's it really is just in this case two dudes who wanted to make a particular movie and A24 is like the only studio that gave them the money and the freedom to do it and they weren't so much i was worried that they were going to like be the disney and like the studio meddling with directors to make movies more weird as opposed to just letting people make the movies that they need and want to make and hmm. everything everywhere is a, a refreshing yeah. reminder that they're still allowing people to do what they got to do.
0: That's that's a really good point. They're not the studio that produces weird movies. They're the studio that lets people have creative freedom and people are weird. That's that's just all it is. Yeah.
1: Raph, you said something that i don't know if that was intentional or not but you said the movies that people need to make and i feel like this is a movie that they, they needed to make this movie these two guys they were just like this is yeah. whole, their gotta, whole like,
0: lives were we, building up to this fucking got to
1: get this out <laughs> out of us on the screen yeah, and
3: we oh, needed yeah. to see this movie
1: yeah we did i did certainly
0: uh, reg- uh much to my immense trepidation and forceful opposition. <laughs> I I adored my experience finally. <laughs> yeah. oh, there
1: we go. It was good. The joke was you kept it going for a while. It was good.
0: I just Thanks, out of, of
2: curiosity looked up um Swiss Army Man, which made like six million off of three. And it's just interesting, right? right? Like how A twenty four was like, okay, that wasn't a failure. Let's let's see what you guys can do with like twenty five, right? and it's actually like this is more of a logistical thing but like for them to like some line producer out there or whoever was like in that role that worked with them on this to like rein in the budget like it must have been so fucking sh- strapped um like they logistically they fucking crushed what they did with 25 million absolutely
0: well you see and it's not a negative but you see how they were reined in. Like, a lot of what happens are in very limited locations. Like, right. there's, like, a 45-minute sequence that kind of just takes place in the office. And in, like, another 45-minute sequence that just takes place in that, um, whatever that little, like, garden uh, area is. Like, so much of the movie kind of only takes place in, like, three or four locations. And mm-hmm. you save a ton Uh, with you know, shooting just in one spot because it's like everything's there. We're all here. Boom.
2: I'm I'm laughing now because I'm thinking like, what if the rocks were like they just ran out of money? (laughs) Like like, they literally had zero. Like they had camera rentals for like three more hours, and the (laughs) Daniel like they used their last googly eyes. They reach in their pockets like we have four googly eyes left, and they look down. They see two rocks. Like we got to get out to the desert now. <laughs> <laughs> I some big footage. Tell and that Tony was one to, my get, tell Tony to get the
0: tripod.
1: You talk about film experiences, man. Like during that sequence with the rocks, like in the theater, and like you know, this is a New York City theater. Like people laugh, they make jokes and stuff. Like you could hear a pin drop. It was like everybody was really rapt to attention, and it's just utter silence for like three minutes while two rocks think at each other. It you was I could literally
2: hear people crying.
1: Like literally, hear people crying over two rocks. Like some snorts, some sobs, like a couple of chuckles, and just like a lot of like yeah, rock
3: tension, rock you. You missed a good theater experience.
0: Oh no 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 I do not want to be in a room full of people watching this movie cuz I'm the guy with snot <laughs> with, with, with snot running down my face <laughs> If
2: it ever if it ever gets re 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 uh, distributed I think you should go see it in theaters It's
0: It's still in theaters uh some places
2: Oh you should try It's, it's honestly on screen it is like so fucking grandiose and beautiful in the way it's presented it's like it's really me. But really also
3: striking just the theater experience like there's something to be said about being in a big dark room with a bunch of strangers Mm -hmm. and you're sort of all forced to experience the same emotions together. Like, like we feed off of laughter when we're in a theater or when we're watching movies with other people, like you could feel, I could feel like the dude three rows down who wanted to like text his mom and dad and say, "I, I love you and I'm sorry for everything. Or like, the person who is like i need to totally reach like rethink the way that i'm living my life like you can feel all of that energy yeah. and emotion in the room and um again okay. like, isn't this, isn't that why like we love movies like isn't that like that's why we go to theaters to to feel that sort of connection to other people through whatever we're watching on the big screen whether it be mm-hmm. captain america grabbing the hammer or two rocks shoving butt plugs up their butts or something. <laughs> that was beautifully... <laughs> I I mix up the that, yeah, that's okay. We got it. That was beautifully well said,
2: but when you said why we go to theaters, I came very close to jumping in with the Nicole Kidman. To laugh, to cry. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's so... It's just such AMC. a fucking manufactured inhuman AMC. fucking <laughs> ad just on like a silver i'm silver screen i'm a person did i go to... full
2: kidman <laughs> no you yeah, was that was way better than kidman
0: i get i get kidman so had zero so... butt plug
2: butt plug lines in her uh, monologue so true <laughs> <Yeah>, no <laughs>
0: butt plug line butt, butt plug in during that so... <laughs> to
1: see butt plugs <laughs> 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 butt plugs on the silver screen just the like look screen. i'm a person
0: was... too. I enjoy movies too here alone in the theater that I paid for every single seat laugh, so I don't have to sit next to To Cry.
1: <laughs> to see butt plugs.
3: <laughs> it was, it was more, I was more, I was more Tom Cruise than Kidman. In what mm. way? He loves butt plugs. He oh. also, I feel like his, with Topkin and everything, he was like, people need to go to the movies. I was doing a, yeah, the theater. So. They should do. They
1: should get Tom Cruise in to film one of those too. That'd be really funny. He just like walks and he's just like, "Yeah, I love the theater." And he just like goes on jumping
2: on the jumping on
0: the <laughs> love with, a, with, a, with a butt plug up his ass. I'm in love with Katie Holmes.
2: <laughs> <laughs> what?
0: <laughs> you don't know? You never saw that episode of Oprah? No,
2: <laughs> I have. That's why I took the jumping on the thing. But why did he need a butt plug in that?
0: You don't remember Mission Impossible
3: 7 when he beats Henry Cavill with dildos?
0: <laughs> Just the Mission Impossible theme is he tries to decipher how he's going to get this fucking two-foot-long fucking giant metal have, fucking tube up his ass to smuggle it through the Kremlin. Have you
2: guys done Mission Impossible yet? Your mission. <laughs> Shove you, this.
0: Should you choose to accept it?
2: <laughs> it will self-destruct after it's inserted. <laughs>
0: Uh, to answer your question, no, I don't think we have.
2: Oh shit! <laughs> I would fucking at least. I actually haven't seen one, two, and three, but if you guys wanted to do uh, four, oh, five, and six, I haven't yeah. seen any one. A-, a Mission Dude, Impossible, four, and five, and episode. six are like soft reboots, Welsh. And if anyone listening to this have not watched them, Ghost Protocol, Rogue Nation, and The Fallout. They're like three of the best fucking action movies of all time. Faw, especially, might be the best action movie
0: of all time.
1: I thought they were direct continuations. I assumed you had to
0: see. They like are. No, the they, movie are. Movie. they are. They are. But it's
1: like the style is like a little
2: soft mean, rebooty. Okay. Yeah, okay.
0: it's it's kind of like the Fast and the Furious where you get to Fast Five. and It's just like, oh, this is like a different franchise now. Oh, of course. Yeah. <laughs> yes, you know. But <laughs> yes, I, I agree. <laughs> fucking the last three Mission Impossible's are like exceptional. The last three missions. All right. Yeah. Well, next up, let's go. I'm love.
3: excited for uh, everything, everywhere, all at once, too. Mm. Isn't oh it great that this Nothing. movie probably won't get a sequel? Yes, uh, it is. It's
2: phenomenal. Everything, <laughs> everywhere, all at once, too. Jobu's Tapaki.
0: <laughs> Nothing, <laughs> nowhere, at no time. Everything, T'- everywhere. Tapaki's okay. revenge. <laughs> Tabaki's revenge. <laughs> <laughs> Juju Chewbacca. Rise of Gong Gong. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, when He's he fucking like, got up in his Kevin mech, Feige production, his mech wheelchair suit, I was like, "Let's go, James." Oh my, oh my god, the man was so living.
1: Funny. He was living on screen, and I got to I got to live alongside him.
2: <laughs> it's like even that, right? Like that that thing looking like the fucking prosthetic from Alien, like kind of like it didn't look great, right? But like it fit in so well with the movie. Yeah. Yeah, it works. Well, that's another reference.
0: reference. Like, it's absurd and ridiculous, and it doesn't matter. It's just like that's not a raccoon. Like, that's a horrible-looking puppet. But it doesn't matter because it's supposed to be hilarious and ridiculous, and like right. the emotional sentiment is there. Who gives a shit? I don't less, fucking care. It less is in more. In Hollywood. Is. Well, yeah. At no um, point was that like,
2: oh, that doesn't look good. Like, that doesn't look like do a
0: you. Hour you hour. really fucking think Bradley Cooper's Rocket Raccoon looks like a real raccoon? <laughs> in Guardians yeah? of the Galaxy. Yes.
1: What's Rocket Raccoon comes in?
3: Do you in. think? No, do was, you think was a was a direct shot at at um, Rocket Raccoon? Rocket. Sure. Okay.
2: <laughs> Everything uh, everywhere all at I once. Think was, I think it was. I think it was. I think it was like very much so like a a joke about like yo, know, my mom does that all the time, dude. Like, um, I'm trying to think of what she calls Netflix. She calls Netflix like oh, she calls Netflix Netflix. So it's like if my if I was like the star of that like if I was the center of that movie my multiverse like there's a Netflix multiverse somewhere <laughs> like like shit like that like like parent I feel like parents all, like oh, the, my the boomer say, era of parents, parents like they just cannot remember the names of anything Pokemon
0: mm-hmm. especially
3: foreign foreigners like immigrant yeah. parents especially
0: mm-hmm. they can't remember <laughs> anything. <anybody. laughs>
3: Well, I mean, she's speaking her second he can, language, and she's talking
2: about a fucking that.
3: cartoon where a rat <laughs> lives in her
0: hat.
2: Ra can say that because his parents are Italian immigrants, even though they're not.
0: <laughs> One of them is.
2: Oh, there you go. So You got the license to license to kill.
0: <laughs> well, it, 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 it does.
3: It does, make, That's it does make sense to mess up to mess up a rat and a raccoon in a in in your second language about a kid's movie. Right, she's probably half watching Ratatouille all, all the times that uh, that Joy was was watching it or whatever. Like it makes total sense.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. Rat- Ratatouille is a great movie.
3: Where's the Ratatouille episode? Oh shit! Up your butt!
1: Oh god! No,
0: that's that's uh, Hamster Tui. <laughs> that was a Richard Gear joke. In case anyone here is not read up on on their butt play. <laughs> <laughs>
1: is richard Gere known for that aside for, from his efforts to free tibet his other one is putting a for, hamster pizzazz.
0: for butt play yeah there's a i think there's a very famous um i was gonna say a very famous hamster <laughs> that's a, a very famous story
2: <laughs> a very famous hamster
0: <laughs> i saw a
1: tweet earlier it said imagine if you had a sunflower seed oh the size of a laptop that's every day for a hamster
2: a very famous <laughs> hamster sold his life rights to Amazon Prime. I've been thinking about that all day, man. Like, um, should we do the?
0: Uh, should we do our? our <sighs> ten out of ten. Our, our ratings and final notes. Yeah, that's a good idea. Would you like to start, Banana Man?
2: <laughs> um, I guess so. Um, yeah. So I mean, I I'm glad, I think this is the first episode we've done where every single person was just like all in on the movie, um, okay. which. I I actually think is one of the reasons why I mean we've been in this for like an hour instead of two, two and a half. Yeah, yeah. Um <laughs> I feel like it's shorter because we have so much else to argue about. That's a good point. The movie the movie's fucking fantastic. Um I think I think when I left I was probably like I was an eight and a half or a nine, but honestly, like talking about it now with you guys, I actually realized so many different things. Like we're talking about the micro and macro embracing living in the moment, not letting that crush you from the the stress of those moments. And also not letting the, the the macro of nothing matters also crush you. And all all the messaging that comes with this movie is so beautiful. Um, And having the ending finally click for me. um, I I honestly think this movie is like a 10. Mm -hmm. Like I, I I, it's just so it's such a unique experience. Um, I think the only thing, and I don't even think it's nearly as good of a movie I have to watch it again, but the only thing I could really compare it to in terms of originality was um Eternal Sunshine. Um, but like I don't even th- I think that's like an eight point five. And this is like a legitimate ten. Um so I, I, I adored it. Um I cannot wait to watch it again. The only reason I'm not buying the DVD is because <laughs> I'm waiting for them to do like the mega deluxe release eventually, and that's what I want to buy. Mm. Like I want, like a fucking decked out steel book. Fucking put that bitch on a shelf, mm-hmm. cornerstone of the collection, whatever. Um, but yeah, I loved it. Um, I, I actually, I really want to go watch it again. I might watch that like within the next day or two. Yeah, that's really it. I have nothing but positive things to say about this amazing movie.
0: Irish tea.
1: I would echo pretty much all of that. Um, it's hard for me to say. <sighs> you know like nothing is perfect i i would find if i really were trying I, i'm sure i could find some things to critique but for me it's like what this movie set out to do on pure originality and on uh the emotional response that it elicited not only from me but i know from the other people in the theater that i was with like again like i think i think it's really fantastic um i can't even necessarily think of any critiques right now uh I remember, I don't know, I do not necessarily want to say like five out of five. I would say like a minimum like four and a half out of five. Like, I'm sure I could dig in to find something more specific there, but I would say it's damn near a perfect film-going experience for me. That's how I felt about
3: it.
0: Lovely. Raphael?
3: Um, Yeah, man. I think you guys summed it up pretty fucking goodly. Um, <laughs> the, the ending didn't totally stick for me, but um, I think there's so much to appreciate about this movie that it will probably, um, it'll probably like have like a, a strong lasting power. Um, I think this is a movie that a lot of people will come back to. A lot of people will have very highly ranked in their like all time favorites. Um, I think it speaks to like a super wide audience, um, which is super cool. Um, I think when I first saw it, I sort of did a review bomb because it was like the highest rated movie on Letterboxd so I gave it a three and a half out of five. Um still very much so enjoy it and think it's um you know something awesome that that everyone should go see. Um but now I'm thinking like after this conversation, like why not let people enjoy things that are cool? Um so I think if I were to, to rate it now, I'd probably be at like a seven and a half out of ten or maybe an eight out of ten. Um like this movie's rad. People should watch it. It's awesome to to have something so unique um that speaks to pretty much everyone on like a fairly universal level. Um we should celebrate stuff like that.
0: Very nice. Um I certainly think that there are objective things you can pick apart with the film that bump it down a few points, whether it's, you know, the the fully realized reality of what the multiverse is and what the rules of it are and how some of that could be explored more. Um, but the fact of the matter is... Um, I've never seen a film like this before. I don't think I will ever see a film like this again. It manages to be entertaining, exciting, badass, funny, heartfelt, all at the same time, all within seconds of each other. And very few movies make me uncontrollably weep and reevaluate my life. Uh, I give this movie a five out of five.
2: They're first on the show. No. Can you name one?
0: Um, Alien.
2: You give Alien a five out of five? Oh yeah. Wow. Well, I guess that's, fair. Um, yeah, that's we have, fair. We
0: haven't done it. Definitely. I'd give There Will Be Blood. Oh, Children of Men. Five out of five. Mm, I haven't oh. seen that. Um, Did you give The
3: Thing five?
0: I think I gave The Thing like four and a half.
3: Have you mm.
2: given any non-classics a five out of five?
0: Uh, Mad Max, Fury Road. Five out of five. Anything released the in the last
2: two, like like five years.
0: Um,
3: Doctor Strange, Multiverse of Madness. What the,
0: what the fuck even has come out in the last?
3: Uh, Dune. Uh.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> I think it's funny how much you guys have grown to appreciate Dune. I I, I
0: don't think it's bad. I never thought it was bad. You left the movie. <laughs> I need to get some st- for shooting salami. I'm so mad. <laughs>
3: we out of time.
0: There were no Italians in that film, dude. Two out of five. <laughs> True.
3: <laughs> Two out
1: of
0: five. Um, I'm trying to think what else. Uh, nothing that's classic. But... Spider. Oh, whatever. I, I gave like Spider-Man. It's a rare Man... five. It's I a gave... rare hold five. On, hold on, hold on, wait. Spider-Man No, no. no Way Home?
2: That's awesome. All right. Yeah. Uh, anyway, I'll see you guys later.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um. Uh, I I mean, on the show, I I don't even off the show. Even off the show, okay. Hold on. How do I
3: uh sort by? Oh dear. Do you give Moonlight a five?
0: Uh, let's. These are all the movies I've given five.
3: Whoa, the Hard Dodge.
0: (laughs) These are all the movies I've given five out of five to. Okay, Alien, Mad Max: Fury Road, Uncut Gems, Seven Samurai, The The Matrix. Uh, children <laughs> children and Under the Skin in Bruges, the Florida Project, You Were Never Really Here, Prisoners, Vertigo, Ladybird, uh Dog Tooth and Glorious Bastards, Mulholland Drive. Yeah, Green, Green Book is six out of five, totally. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Should probably Surprise Lady
0: ladybird
3: got a five out of five.
0: I loved Ladybird.
2: Ladybird's
3: fantastic. It's all great. right, that's a let's save it for another day. All right. All right. <laughs> I do love, I do love Lady Bird though.
0: I mean, the, it's you know, scoring a movie is weird because like it fluctuates depending on your mood when you're where Art, you yeah. are in your life when you see it. Artist subjective sucks. Should we, okay, should we, do
2: an, should we do an outro here?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's do yeah, it. before we do the outro, are
3: we, I think we should read some of the um, some of the messages that we got from from Logan Paul from, on Twitter. From <laughs> little <laughs> Mister.
0: <laughs> oh, Mister,
3: oh. I don't want to. I don't want to watch the movie.
2: Oh yeah, yeah, I forgot. Oh, good, oh good yeah, our,
3: our greatest hits. Here. Go ahead, yeah,
0: go ahead. by all means. Okay,
3: screen. so it started with, okay, fine, the movie's good. Um, Jamie Lee is queen. A little True. sus. <laughs> <laughs> fine, I'll say it. A movie that has kung fu with dildos and butt plugs has made me uncontrollably weep. Mm. I think that was two hours into the movie. Yeah. Um, we got it some. Might, I got some other did. ones on the side.
0: Oh yeah, you did get some on the side.
3: I got a. I got a back to back butt plug kung fu is is wild. Why am I crying? <laughs> <laughs> dude, get that tatted right now. Tomorrow, dude. I might. Why uh, am I crying? <laughs> Put head. that on the gravestone. <laughs> but Why? above it, butt plug kung fu is <laughs> it's crazy. Why am I crying? <laughs> but that's that's what this movie does to you. It, yeah, it, is. It, it makes, makes you feel, feel all of that everywhere. All at once. Simultaneously. Oh, shit.
0: Damn, dude. There's something happening here and what it is ain't exactly obvious. <laughs> That's a Dewey Cox uh, walk harder joke.
3: That's a five out of five. No, that Dewey, is a yeah. five out of five. Dewey, Dewey
2: walk Cox, hard. Dewey Cox, walk hard. Give
3: that like a four and a half.
2: Walk. Now nah, I'm gonna cut it off there. In my dreams, I'm
1: blowing you some kisses. <laughs> <laughs> All
0: right, you guys want to uh, plug plug yourselves yes, again? Plug, plug yourselves, dude. <laughs> tune in, tune in, tune into your multiversal <laughs> go, your counterparts. Go for it, Welsh.
1: <laughs> oh, shall I do another plug? Just I, I plugged myself one. at the beginning. Should I plug again? Yeah, plug quickly.
0: Yourself second time
1: dude sure my name is sean welsh brown uh you can find me on twitter and instagram at sean welsh brown s-e-a-n welsh like you're from the country of wales brown like the color uh, i'm an actor uh voiceover artist software developer and you can see me talking about movies video games and that's pretty much it
2: nice me next ba- banana <laughs> phone uh i am also sean aka no banana suits you can find me uh twitch.tv slash no banana suits and at no on twitter Please follow me. Please come hang out. Um, these boys are always hanging out in our chat, uh, in my chat, my chat, uh, <laughs> dropping hot takes about games, movies. I would love to do a live episode one day, or maybe they'll start up a Twitch channel. We'll do one there. Either way, um, i love to see you all there. Twitch.tv slash No Suits. Catch you next time.
0: Gentlemen, thank you both for joining us, as always. My co-host, Raphael, who are you? Where can you be found?
3: Dude, find me out in these streets, boy. Um, <laughs> that's, that's not true at all. I'm never in these streets. I'm usually at home watching French New Wave films that I bought from the Criterion Collection. Um, yeah. But if you want to find me online talking about said French New Wave films and other nerdy shit like the New York Mets... Um, I can be found on Twitter and Instagram and on Letterboxd. My handle in all three places is at rafstitt. It's all one word. R-A-F-S-T-I-T-T. Come hang. It's a good time. Michael, where can you be found weeping about movies that you were at first reluctant to
0: watch? You can find me weeping in my bed at 3.45 a.m. most nights. Um, And in terms of my social media (laughs) handles, you can also find me on Instagram at Michael underscore Romeo underscore Roco underscore. That's R-U-O-C-C-O, Michael underscore Romeo underscore Roco underscore. You can also find me on Twitter at Michael underscore Rocco. And you can find Rath, myself, and our wonderful guests here, and the podcast proper at straight to DVD pod. That's the number two straight to DVD pod on Twitter, Instagram, and wherever you get your podcast. Sean Welsh Brown, would you like to give us a lovely little voiceover outro, just like you gave us a lovely little voiceover intro.
1: Thanks for tuning in and have a great rest of your night.
0: You got to put right? the, you got to do that one more time, but you got to put the
2: name of the podcast in it. Oh yeah. And the, thanks, baby, Br- thanks for listening. And make Thanks sure to tell for, them
0: to, to shove a butt the, plug up. The, and also, name <laughs> drop the
2: movie. Name drop the movie, too.
0: <laughs>
2: Thanks on, for go. listening
1: to the. <laughs> Everything Everywhere Shut All at Once. to on you. In. All right, do it one more time. Two, one. Thanks for listening to the Straight to DVD episode of Everything Everywhere All at Once. We've loved having you here. See you next week
3: fucking rad I'm gonna plug the socials one more time but
0: dude unplug those socials <laughs>